So Australian inflation fell faster than expected in November. So does that mean that the RBA is done with rate hikes and maybe they'll start cutting sooner? We'll dig into the detail on that as well as the latest jobs data as well. And today, US CPI, is there just a right number here or will it move the US dollar one way or the other, whatever the read we get today? And central bank speakers have been let out, a lot of them out and about today. It's Thursday, the 11th of January, 2024. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar was down. It's flat now, though. The Aussie has climbed 0.2%, almost to 67 US cents. The yen is down 0.9%. The euro up 0.3% this morning. And on equities, uh, 0.4% up for the Dow at close, 0.6% for the S&P 500, and three quarters of 1% up for the NASDAQ, picking up some of that lost ground. But a 0.7% drop in the euro stocks 50, and a half percent fall for the DAX and the CAC Caron. Moves up in bond yields, up three basis points higher for 10-year treasuries, up to 4.04%, up two for German 10-year bunds, up four for 10-year gilts in the UK. Aussie 10-years were up just one basis point yesterday to 4.12%, up a few basis points higher than that on futures overnight. And the price of oil is falling, 1.1% off Brent, down well below 77 a barrel now, WTI at 71.30, falling 1.3% this morning. But it's Aussie inflation that is the main talking point today from yesterday. Let's get across that with uh, NAB's Taylor Nugent in Melbourne. Uh, Welcome, Taylor. Happy New Year. Good morning, Phil. Happy New Year. So 4.3%, that was the headline number, down from 4.9%. NAB wasn't expecting quite such a fall, uh, and the consensus view wasn't uh, for it to fall quite so much either. So I guess a pleasant surprise. Uh, yeah, I think there were there were some signs of, of good news in that data. I think, you know, the, the first thing to note there is that that's November um, data for Australia, whereas the other CPIs were getting offshore this week are for December. So it's a little bit delayed. Um, and then the other thing is just, you know, while this might look like a, a one-tenth downside surprise relative to consensus for, for 4.4, we were we were similar at 4.5. Um, given the nature of the, the monthly indicator, it's still a, a fairly new series that does tend to be a bit more a bit more volatile month to month, and it's, it's not the full CPI. So, you know, I wouldn't interpret that as strongly as you might, um, you know, a, a miss of a similar size in the, the US CPI, for instance, that, that's coming up overnight. Um, it, was, it was travel, wasn't it, that was the wild card? card in this. It didn't climb as much as expected. Is that the, the, the main thing that caused it to be a bit softer than expected? Uh, yeah, certainly relative to our forecast, um, that was a little bit softer than, than we'd penciled in, in in November. And that timing that that, that um, year-end seasonal increase in in travel is picked up in the CPI is a, a key source of, of uncertainty this, at this time of year. I think, you know, beyond that headline measure, what we saw in the detail is that, you know, inflation is is past its peak. It's, it's continuing to moderate. Um, but certainly in the, the November data, it was that services detail that was always going to be key about that, that strength of, of domestic inflation. And there we saw that, you know, there wasn't any any um, kind of anything to, to make the RBA too comfortable that that is, is moderating quickly. Um, and so while the weather detail, um, what detail we do have um, does look like, you know, some areas are slowing restaurant meals, takeaway food, certainly running a, a little bit more slowly in the, the fourth quarter than they were earlier in 2022. Um, but then things like insurance still still very strong and, and some other some other strong numbers through that detail as well. And so, you know, that says that that, that services piece is 
probably moderating, um, but no big kind of green light that the RBA is is kind of out of the woods on that that domestic inflation piece. Right, but but we're not expecting them to hike still, are we? I mean, this may you know the question mark is over. When do they start cutting, or or do we still think that that they've got a hike still in them? Uh, so c- certainly markets are, are pricing very, very little chance of a, um, a hike in, in February. They have been for, for some time. There was actually um, fairly, fairly muted market reaction to to that data. Um, so NAB, NAB's call is still that, you know, the risks um, probably aren't um, quite balanced at, at 4.35. And we do have a hike penciled in for, for February still. That is that is still our call. And really that mm-hmm. is that is based on, you know, the RBA's own forecasts in, in November. Some of the commentary out of that November statement do suggest that they um, have some level of discomfort about how quickly that domestic inflation pressure can can moderate over, over the next couple of years. Um, but certainly, you know, when we look at the lead up to the February meeting, unlike in, in November, it doesn't look like they're going to be pushed by the data. The, the decision really will come down to that, that assessment of the outlook, the forecast, how comfortable they are with inflation getting back towards the midpoint of their target in a reasonable time frame. Um, still not clear that the risks are balanced at the current policy rate on on that view. Um, but, you know, certainly the, the risk is, you know, obviously that they that they don't go in, in February because the, the data flow just isn't pushing them. And the jobs market's slowing quite a bit. Uh, so job vacancies in November uh, fell 0.7% Q on Q, down 14.4% year on year. So now there's one and a half unemployed people per job vacancy as opposed to uh, three people at the end of 2019 which was obviously where we were just before the pandemic i mean it is still a tight labor market isn't it and and uh, you know lots of jobs not enough people even with the influx of migrants yeah yeah and i think that speaks to that that point i was making before inflation inflation is is coming down it looks like it's coming down a little bit more quickly in, in Q4 than the RBA's most recent forecast, but the labour market's still tight. And we saw that in the, the November vacancies data as well. So while it did fall back a little bit, as you say, 0.7% quarter on quarter, um, you know, it's still still very elevated. Um, and it's interesting vacancies, mm. you know, probably having moderated a little bit less than from its pandemic peaks than than what we've seen in, in other labour indicators. So there's, you know, a, a word of caution there, but certainly vacancies at, at the levels that, that they are don't suggest that you know the unemployment rate is going to be moving higher in in a hurry, um, and that labour demand backdrop is is still pretty strong. Well, you use the word caution. That is where where markets are today, isn't it? Ahead of the US CPI very early tomorrow morning Australia time. So, the expectation is that the headline rate is going to go up a little, but the core rate is expected to fall. I mean, it seems like this is a bit of a knife edge, doesn't it? I mean, if the rate is a bit higher than expected, then the Fed may stay on hold a bit longer, which presumably means we could see a lift in the US dollar. Uh, or vice versa. I'm wondering if there's, you know, I said in the introduction, is there a sweet spot where we don't see much market reaction, or is everything hanging on this number today? Yeah, I think this is certainly the the big the big data of of, of the week. Um, you know that how how quickly the Fed can um, you know pivot towards cutting, be comfortable that inflation is is kind of more durably on on that kind of moderating path is is key for for markets as they size up. You know how quickly and and how much the Fed will be cutting through 2024, and the CPI data is. Is key to that. Um, the the November numbers did show CPI running a bit ahead of what the signal was from the the Fed's preferred PCE gauge, and so it'll be interesting to see whether that continues in in December. And so you know, a consensus there for core CPI is at 0.3 percent month on month. That would match November's number, um, but it will still be interesting then to to look ahead to that that other inflation gauge and see whether that can again um, show a a more optimistic 
picture. Um, but you know, you'd have to say that the the risks on that that 0.3% month on month consensus for the core do skew pretty firmly to a, a 0.2. That's that's reflected in the the distribution of analyst forecasts. And and you know, I do think that a, a if it does print away from consensus, a 0.2 is a much more likely bet. And so that you know would probably. Um, you know, a number near consensus there. I don't think it really changes anything too much, but certainly the, the sensitivity will be that, you know, any growing confidence the Fed can deliver a, a meaningful cutting cycle, we do think that that can still be um, still be US dollar negative, certainly, um, as, as confidence grows that the Fed can deliver a meaningful cutting cycle this year. We're, we've got some Fed speakers out. So New York Fed's John Williams is talking later today on the 2024 economic outlook. Uh, so the question is, is he going to be a little more hawkish and try and keep yields high or is he going to try and uh, point to the to the weaker jobs data and the lower inflation numbers i think he's talking uh, ahead of uh, cpi isn't he but certainly barkin is is talking afterwards so um yeah it's going to be interesting to see that you know what is the line being taken by Fed speakers? But we it all depends on the numbers, obviously. Yeah, that's right. Williams will be interesting. He's actually speaking in, in a couple of hours, just after 7 a.m. Sydney mm. time and, you know, giving a speech on the 2024 outlook. So, you know, we know from December where the median projections are, where the dots are. But I think, you know, that, that scope for a broader discussion of, how he's looking at the outlook, how he's thinking about the risks and, you know, maybe some insight on where those thresholds are to start cutting if activity in the labour market do continue to prove resilient, how quickly they can, they can they become comfortable that they can start to moderate just on a, a better inflation backdrop alone. I think that sort of nuance will be interesting to the extent that he gives any of that away. Well, there were other central bank speakers out. Before we talk about them, though, quite a bit of a move in the yen, even though the uh, well, what did we get? We we got the the cash earnings in Japan year on year in November, zero point two percent increase. Glacial growth there. I mean, the Bank of Japan can't do anything uh, so long as they've got uh, such slow wage growth. Surely, yeah, and certainly the the yen, the the underperformer among currencies, down about 08 percent against the the US dollar, and that that soft cash earnings numbers certainly playing into that. I think you know one thing I would note there: the headline cash earnings point two percent year on year, nowhere near fast enough for the BOJ to be comfortable that. Um, you know that that wage piece of the puzzle mm. is is falling into place, um, but you know under the hood there it's not as not as bad as it looks. That that headline earnings number is not adjusted for for um, the sample, and so different different workers are surveyed in in one period from the the previous period, and that can throw around the numbers. If you look at the the measure that the the BOJ prefers, um, which is to look at base earnings for regular employees and, and follow the same employees over time, that was running around. 1.9% year on year. Um, and so, you know, that's right. similar to where it was in the early, 19, uh, early 1990s. Um, and it's, a, you know, a much different picture to the the headline read. So, you know, again, no, <laughs> nothing to... Nothing, so it's useless no, is what you're saying. It's a useless number. The, the headline number <laughs> certainly understates it. But, you know, a, again, you know, we saw Tokyo CPI um, recently. That was, that was you know, a bit softer as well. They are very unlikely to be pushed as soon as January. But, you know, this very soft earnings number isn't the, the nail in the coffin mm. of, of the idea of the BOJ moving away from zero interest rates as, as it might look at face value. You know, Andrew Bailey in the UK has been in front of the Treasury Committee a couple of hours ago. I don't think he had much to say, except, you know, he's obviously trying to discourage bets on rate cuts, even though the markets are still expecting, you know, 100, maybe 125 of them in the UK. Uh, Isabel Schnabel from the ECB, uh, she's uh, 
been uh, fairly dovish, I guess. There's a, uh, or maybe not as dovish as uh, some on the board there. So a tweet from the ECB quoting uh, just uh, just now, inflation has eased, but underlying price pressures remain elevated. Policy rates need to be sufficiently restrictive for as long as necessary to ensure that inflation sustainably returns to 2%, blah, blah, blah. We've heard all that before. Uh, but this point, a slowing economy is part of monetary policy transmission. So that sounds like she's trying to argue, you know, we know things are soft, but that's part of the plan. So don't expect us to cut rates too quickly. Yeah. Is that how you read that? Yeah. So she's certainly pushing back against, you know, the idea of, of imminent rate cuts. Schnabel there, you know, she's known for, for trying different different methods of, of communication. And, and she was doing a, a Q&A on, on X um, overnight. Um, you know, that kind of commentary, the kind of headlines are that, you know, she says it's too early to discuss race cut, rate cuts, keep policy restrictive until we're confident that inflation sustainably returns to target. No surprises there. So a bit of a pushback against kind of imminent cuts, but, you know, only saying that, you know, it requires additional data to confirm the dis- disinflationary process. And so, you know, with, with markets pricing, you know, now about thirty a third chance of a, a cut as, as soon as as soon as March, more than more than two cuts um, priced or two cuts fully priced by by mid year, um, you know that those comments aren't necessarily prima facie inconsistent with with that to me. If the data does come in um, and argues pretty convincingly that that things are changing, um, but as you say, you know, asked about how soft um, economic activity has been. You know, Schnabel just noting that that was in their forecasts. It looks like, um, you know, there's some good news that evidence on on sentiment indicators might be bottoming out. Um, but you know, near term economic outlook is is weak, and that's in line with their projections. So as you say, that's not necessarily enough to get them to cut on its own. It needs to be reflected in in a um, better um, distribution of risks around their inflation outlook as well. Uh, so today, other than the uh, US CPI, Australia's balance of trade, presumably we should keep an eye on that because we saw a big drop in imports in October. Uh, we get. New Zealand building permits, weekly jobless claims in the US. And of course, we're also in the US earnings season. So quite a few banks reporting on Friday. So we shouldn't forget about that either. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So CPI, obviously the, the big one overnight, the the path of, of jobless claims in, important as well. But, you know, around around year end, even even more issues seasonally adjusting that than the normal. Um, so, you know, that that trend there might, um, you know, look for the trend rather than the, the weekly number there. And yeah, earnings season also also big, a, a lot of the banks on, on Friday. Friday will be will be important for for equities, which are you know fairly fairly quiet over the last twenty four hours. But you know back within you know almost ha- just half percent off their their late twenty twenty two highs now. So a bit of a bit of a rally over the last week or so. Right. Well, it's good to have you back, Taylor. Although you told me just before we started talking that actually you're about to go on holiday, so I'll catch you I'll catch you uh, whenever I do. But uh, sometime soon, anyway. Good to talk. Back in early February. Thanks, Phil. He was holding the fort over the Christmas period while we were all stuffing our faces. Uh, that is it for today. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again for the last one of the week tomorrow morning. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. <laughs>